You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. All right, welcome to another segment of Let's Talk UNLV on KUNV. You with co-host Tanya and Keith. Tanya, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. I discovered a couple new shows that I really like. Um, one's called The Recruit. It's about a lawyer who joins the CIA and is doing unlawyerly things. And the other one's called Kings of Joburg, which takes place in South Africa of all places. And it's about two brothers. And there's a little bit of mysticism in there. They may be like a crazy mermaid situation happening (laughs) but it's the plot and the dialogue is really good and you get to see south africa which i really like so what did you do well you know i didn't do much but speaking of shows you know snowfall is back oh so the final season so i i'm ready to dive into snowfall this coming weekend but I didn't get to do it this weekend, but I, I tried to find some time and just couldn't make it happen. But I did go to a car show. I'm big into like fixing up cars. And so there was like a the first meetup of 2023. So it was about 100 cars out there. So it was nice to just be out. It wasn't windy. Just really nice. So I was able to let the top down on the car. So it was a good event. Met some great people. Nice. And on a related note, Grogu's back. <laughs> or as we know him, Baby Yoda. <laughs> so, time oh, for the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is back. This. Yes, yeah, a lot of good back. stuff that's happening. Absolutely. So today we're here with Elgin Lofton, program coordinator of Rebel Rebound. Thank you so very much for joining us. Um, this is a part of the show where we ask you your origin story. How did you come to this work, or UNLV, or both? Well, actually, I uh, first thank you for having me. And so I met um, Miss Sunny, Miss Sunny Giddens, who's a director of student engagement. And I had came across her because um, I'm, I once had lived a, a life uh, uh, that wasn't well. It wasn't productive for me. And, um, you know, in life, you, you reap what you sow. And in my case, uh, it was 16 years in the federal penitentiary. Um, I came to a point where uh, I regretted and, and made a change and wanted to go to school and uh, do better for myself. And through this, uh, I ended up, end up meeting Miss Sunny. And actually, I ended up meeting uh, Miss uh, Mara, Miss Remy Mara, who helped me tremendously when I decided to come back to school. Um, I was I was in penitentiary from 2000 to 16, so therefore I had no didn't know how to use any electronics. Miss Remy, uh, bless her heart, told me if I if I would get a laptop, she would show me how to uh, enroll in class, and she did it the first semester for me. And the second semester, I did it on my own, and so I ended up meeting, and 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 I learned to buy rubber rebound through this. And I was able to uh, want to help because I'm an open book at this point. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of those in Rebel Rebound, they're still dealing with the stigma. I'm of age, as you can see, and so therefore um, I'm at the point where what what God has for me is going to happen. Can't nobody block it. And so that's kind of like where I'm at with that. That's phenomenal, Elgin. Could you share for our listeners? who aren't familiar with Rebel Rebound, could you share like what 
what Rebel Rebound is? Uh, Rebel Rebound are students that have been through um, the justice system. Um, majority of those in Rebel Rebound have have been incarcerated, or if they have not been incarcerated, they have been labeled uh, as being a felon. And so uh, these are students who are trying to um, kind of like, what's the word to let let the past go and trying to improve on their life, looking for the second chance in life in a sense. And so that's what that is. And we have at, at over, I don't know how many total students are in that position because we have, we're dealing with the stigmas, but over 50 of them have kind of like announced it and, and, and say, and kind of have asked for some type of help and wanting to be a part of a community. So Rebel Rebound helps provide like guidance and support for students who have been just as impacted as they sort of reacclimate into the university education system to be able to access resources and just answer whatever questions they might have just to enroll in class, to access resources that are available to students all the way through graduation. Exactly, exactly. So my 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 main my main uh, objective is to help students navigate through their years while they're here as far as um, a job. Uh, maybe trying to help them uh, know about uh, uh, how to how to fill out an application in a sense where uh, with some things that come out you don't have to admit that you're a felon anymore, and so and and and, and moving forward as far as uh, mental health also uh, a lot of a majority of us are still dealing with a lot of mental things from with the system from enduring the system, and is and uh, I have learned from you. Dr. Crab and uh, and others that you know we you know we have places that we can go and we can talk and let things out, and so I try to do my best how I how I came how I met with you and was like I just need some help in these areas. But Rebel Rebound has been a blessing for so many students because they need that safe place. Yeah, you know, um, as I listen to you talk, your story is really powerful, and I I'm I'm so um, I don't even know the word I'm. My heart is too full to talk, but I, I, as I listen to you as the voice, you know, the visible voice of the population that you serve, what are some things that you think that your population wants to have said or understood that they may not be as vocal about? Um, I, I believe the stigma is the main thing. Um, a lot of those, even in, even with myself, I, I will meet a, I'll meet a lot of those in authority. And once I open up and tell them um, kind of like who I am, uh, you know, they have a great poker face, but the eyes don't lie. And I get it. I get it. 100% get it, though. So, but I, I, I think that more so that people deserve a second chance and, and that we should be looked upon as like, okay, you, you've done that, but I'm going to judge you from today moving forward. So it's what you've done, but not who you are. Right. Doesn't define me. Yeah, it doesn't define you. Correct. Yeah, that's a wonderful message. Um, can you share some success stories or some experiences that have really resonated with you working in this role? Because success is a is a interesting thing to define, isn't it? I, I I believe a person. This is first of all. This is my strength. My strength is in advocacy, and so uh, when a person works in their strength, uh, they. That's their gift, and they're able to do their job even when times are down. 
And so that's what I realized. Now, when you're not working in your strength or your power, you're not able to function well when things are down. And so even on my downness and downness of days, the power still lies within because of what I've been through and the, and the miles that I walked. So therefore, just being able to be a blessing to the, to the students who come in, who I see, and they use this time as a time to cry and as a, as a time to like just let go because they can't be that way uh, where they'll be looked at funny or someone may not just understand. And I get it from the outside perspective. I get it how, why should I feel sorry for you? Look what you've done. I understand that thinking, not that I agree with it. And so, and so I understand that. And so my thing is, is that when they come in, my job is, is just to love on them. You know, guy or girl, just love on them and let, and let them know they're not, in, they're, you know, they're not in this by themselves. And, you know, I'm, I'm always around, you know, like I had previously said, I'm open. I don't hide nothing. What's some of the feedback that you hear from some of the students that you work with through the program? Well, a, a lot of it is just, I'm, you know, I'm glad you're here. You know, we have... We have un- we have undergraduates, we have graduates, and we have doctor doctorate students. Uh, a couple of them uh, will get their PhDs uh, this semester, and so uh, it's, it's it's just big where they know they can just they know they can just walk right in and just empty themselves out on how they feeling, or say, do you feel this way, or do you have these anxieties, are you still going? Th-? And I say, yeah, I still have these things. You know, I have a therapist. I used to see my therapist every week. Now I see my therapist every other week. But I'm going to see my therapist to the day that I die, and I need that. It's just things that I have to do to be me. And a lot of it was, a lot of that is mainly what the system did and, and, and what it takes to survive in the system. And then you come out and get thrown out of the system, and then they say you can't act that way anymore. You have to act this way. And that, it's not an overnight thing. You know, and so I'm continually growing and, and learning and we're able to just be honest with each other. And then when we say something to each other, no one's going to look at me and say, like, you, did you really say that? I can't believe you said that. So so we, we have one another. That's what we offer. You know, it sounds like part of what you do is you give people back their humanity. It sounds like that's one of the gifts you offer. Is you get to be fully human in that space. You're not what they call you. You're not what they say you are. You're not the thing that you've done. You get to be a fully seen human being, and that is remarkable and magical. Um, Can you share some of the challenges that you're facing or some of the barriers to this work? Um, I guess some some of the main barriers would be some uh, some of the undergraduates they'll they'll say I'm majoring in this and I'm majoring in that, and then there's been others who have told them that maybe you should not major in that, and so you know I have to help them and I and I'll say well that's not necessarily true because you know we I do my 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 homework we search Google and we say no 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 we have some lawyers that are felons. Oh, no, no, no. We have some nurses who work right here and they're felons, you know. So when it comes down to this, you can't say all felons are, 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 are the same. But, and so I, I, there's two things. There's a, reg, there's a regular background check and there's an FBI check. The regular background check where you just give your, uh, you just give your Social Security. And as long as it didn't happen in seven years, it won't show. Now, the FBI check, that's the fingerprint, 
that gives everything. But the majority of companies that are for the FBI check, they're only searching for two things. And then they're searching for those who've been very abusive, aggressive, and those who have been the pedophiles. And so those, unfortunately, those, unfortunately, however you may feel about it, those are the two that you're pretty much, whatever major it is, you could be kind of messed up on. But other than those two, the, the, actually, the door is actually open. So my job is also to, to give them the wealth and, and, and the knowledge and so you can move forward in something. Or if I know something that's not right, no, leave, leave that one alone. Let's find something else. So I have to continue to do my homework and continue to do my searching so I'm able to give them um, what they need. And then for our students who fit the criteria to receive support through the Rebel Rebound program, how do they find you? Well, a, a lot of us, it's by word. A lot of us by, you know, someone and they come, they will come up and they'll meet us. They meet Miss Sunny or they meet myself. Um, they, and we will just, I will share, because I have to open up first. There's no such thing as them open, those opening it up because they're dealing with this thing. And then once I open up, then they have the attitude like, you know, okay, God, I'm not the only one that's thinking like this or acting like this. But then we will let them know what Rebound offer, Rebel Rebound offers. And so not just that, but financially we have scholarships and scholarships for the graduates and for the undergraduates. And, you know, UNLV has played a solid role when it comes to this. And this is, and I want to say actually another thank you, uh, Dr. Rogers, because this is, this is something that's under you. And so it's important for me to say uh, these things. You know, I, I spoke and I told the president, thank you. And I said it to you, but I, I, I can never say it enough because I need, you, I need you to know that it's working and it helps. And thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, I didn't expect that. But, you know, we're as university administrators, you know, we want to make sure that we are responsive to the needs of all of our students. And, you know, our students come here with different needs and we want to make sure if, if we are aware of those unique needs, how do we mobilize and bring people who have experienced it or experts in those spaces to be able to help those students succeed. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Now I know you mentioned scholarships. Right. And so could you talk a little bit about a little bit more about the types of benefits that students can receive through uh, coming to see you and so Rebel Rebound has been able uh, to bless students uh, with, with scholarships uh, for books or just, uh, just putting, being able to put some money in your pocket. They're not paying for your whole schooling, but, but, but a lot of us, you know, that we, we, we're getting grants and we're getting loans. And so with someone, if someone can give you $1,000, that's $1,000 you didn't have, and, and, and that, can go, uh, that can go towards the books. Or, that, or maybe it can just go towards rent. Or, or whatever it may be, however you, you may want to allocate it. So it, not just being able to have that, that mentorship and that one-on-one, but also being able to financially get some assistance. And, you know, all of these things come together. So we're, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I think we're only growing. Uh, if, if we needed anything, it would be more finances because more and more people are starting to come and, and be like, well, I've had this story, too. I had this story, too. And you would be surprised of it's not just uh, a black and brown thing. You know, it's, 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 it's everyone. It's everyone, though it may be more so black and brown, but it's everyone. 
that, that, that comes in that office and that we're able to help and bless. And could you maybe speak to some of the departments or units across campus who you interact with regularly to sort of do this work? Um, as, as far as, well, I'm in the student engagement building, right? And so, uh, and I've just reached out to you, Dr. Crabb. And so I'm in the process where I'm, I'm learning of everyone who can assist or help. I'm, and so I've been, I've been searching. Uh, I just spoke to uh, someone else as far as taking a class, uh, a trauma class also, because I just want to be able to better assist uh, my my students. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that are out there that are for us, and there's no doubt about that. And I'm, I'm getting a little freeze right now. I'm brain freezing right now. Well, hey, we're here just to showcase the amazing work that you're doing. So just, you know, relax. And, you know, that's this is just a conversation. You know, um, I have a T-shirt in my house that says Hope Dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's and that's I feel like you're a hope dealer. I feel like that's that's what you hope dealer. I feel like that's what you have to offer in addition to your lived experience, in addition to your compassion, in addition to your empathy, in addition to your transparency, in addition to your authenticity, in addition to the 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 the, the love that you feel in your heart that is so evident with every word that you speak. So what are your hopes for Rebel Rebound? What do you, what does the future look like? What's, what would, yeah, tell me about that. Well, you know, Nevada follows, follows a lot of California rules when it comes to, to the politics. But we also follow a lot of, Cali we're, we're right behind California when it comes to this also. California is huge when it comes to students um, uh, who've been incarcerated, coming back to school and graduating, getting degrees and going on in you know, being big in society and helping others. And, and so I, I, my, my thing is, is that I would love for us to get to the point where uh, those don't feel so stigmatized, where they're able to, you know, not shout it out, but it's a situation where it's like, you know, that's, that's the life that he, that's the life that he lived. He doesn't live anymore and he's, and he's moving on. And so I just, I, I, I would love for our brothers to continue just to grow and brothers and sisters where we can just, uh, rubber rebound can grow and be big and just, and just be big and not be stigmatized. It's like a movement. A movement of people who are just trying for the betterment of their life, an opportunity to rebuild. Yeah, I, I really um, that's that's truly powerful. Um, how? What's the best way to reach out? I know you talked about word of mouth, but let's say, for example, some wonderful company out there is listening and wants somewhere to donate their charitable funds to. Well, what's the best way for someone who's interested in supporting Rebel Rebound to connect with you? Uh, probably be online. Uh, those on the outside, uh, once you go to UNLV, hit Rebel Rebound, and it, it'll tell the story, uh, it, it, and it will also tell possibility the numbers who you can get in contact with if, if, you, want, if you would love to assist, uh, if, you, if you'd like to be a part of the movement, or if, if you feel compelled. I understand not everyone feels that way, and I respect that also. But for those who feel who 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 feel that calling on their heart, this this is a way of how you can get in contact with us.
I also, also want to say we, we do have a number, uh, 702-895-0156. Or you can, you know, re, or you can email me at uh, rubbleRebound.unlv.edu. You know, part of why this speaks to me is that we may not be a justice-impacted student, but I feel like a lot of people have justice-impacted people in their lives, you know, who they love and support. So this is an opportunity to sort of expand that that love and expand that to support into a community that needs it. I agree. I agree. I, I one thing one thing about it is particularly when it comes to the uh, to the black and to the brown, uh, all of them, for the most part, have someone. If it's not directly, indirectly, that they know that are in the system, um, and so, and by this being a multicultural campus, uh, a lot of those. Though they may not say it, have family and have family and close ones and friends that they know who's been through the system that are are that is in the system. And then I know you mentioned about you know financial investments to help grow the program. Are there other resources that can be brought to bear to help with the work that you're doing? So we can have. I'm trying to think of the name. Like, so what is it called when you have these um, to raise money? Fundraisers. Fundraisers. You know, we can you know we can do fundraisers, and uh, I've always seen that fundraisers does well if if, if you're 100 percent committed to it. Uh, and so we, you know, I, I guess I, I can put that's something I I will have to put on myself. This is my first semester uh, under under this leadership capacity, where I can find the right fundraiser and I can play a part indirectly helping. I mean, you you would love for others to help, but also you have to look in the mirror and be like, well, where can you help also? And so that would be my part where I can do, where I can search and find a better part where I can do this. And then Elgin, I want to sort of go back to your origin story a little bit on, in terms of, you know, you talked a little bit about your, your history and how you got on campus but could, and how you connected with uh, Sonny and Remy. Could you talk a little bit about how you got into the current position as program coordinator within the Rebel Ready, Rebel Rebound program? Okay. Well, um, one day I got a call, and so it was like, can you come to the office? And and uh, I was just wondering, what could it be? And all of a sudden, the previous person, uh, Jason, who, who did a solid job, who I have a lot of compassion and respect for, has said that this would be my last semester, and we would like to have someone in this position that we think that cares, and and, and that you were you were the person, and I'm I'm saying to myself like I'm saying to myself, but I'm saying to them, I don't have that time, I don't have that time. But then after going home and praying, praying over it, and I, I felt I felt that I was led to be be that person. And so, so if it's going to be a season, however, a season, a season can be a semester, or it could be two years. However, it be, I'm I'm the I'm the person for the moment, and I I say I say yes, and I've been running since. Yeah, and you know, and we should say Dr. Jason Scott, who was very instrumental yes. in you know sort of the early conversations when you know we were talking about this population and what could be done, and sort of standing up. A rebel rebound program and so you know and now he know he has his doctor degree now so he's you know very instrumental in this and, and you know he has strong passion for this work uh correct uh if you listen to this my bad dr jason 
<laughs> well, you know, you, when you cross that threshold, we have to give everyone their their you know give them their props. No doubt, no doubt. And I and I try my best too. I, and I don't know why I didn't. I guess I was going back to the conversation where he wasn't quite a doctor yet. It's it's hard to walk away from a calling. Like, <laughs> yes. Many have tried. Yes, yes. <laughs> to run away from a calling. So I'm I'm glad that you got the call and you didn't just say wrong number and hang up. Mm. You know, because there's there's always that possibility. So um, I have a, a another question um, in regards to your origin story. Like, you know, there are a lot of things that you took away from your experience that could have been something that derailed your life versus empowered you. How did you what did you take away that allowed you to use that experience for growth instead of, you know, betterment instead of bitterness? Well, uh, first of all, it, it comes with being able to look in the mirror and be like, I messed up. You know, a lot of us, a, a lot of us want to blame others for maybe their situation. And I, I agree, sometimes others can play a part. But uh, ultimately, you, you have to be able to look in the mirror and be like, you know what, you know, this is me. Now, I knew, I knew once I, uh, once, once I left uh, the penitentiary, I knew I needed to get help. So I'm able to function, and so coming, you know, once I once I got a once I got a therapist, uh, and once I learned how to walk this walk, and so because my walk is different, I, I might uh, explain with you. It's not just getting up in the morning, and it's so unfortunate because I have to get up at three thirty every morning, and I have to go to the gym to do some cardio. Then I have to come home and do my AA, and then my NA. And then my spiritual reading, just so I'm able to be the person I am to love my wife and to be the student and be there for the, and be there for those who I deal with. So I have to do all these things every day, opposed to my wife who gets up at six and out the house at seven. And I'm like, damn. But it, but these are the things I have to do. And so you get up and you see this. But this is not really this. I'm a mess. I'm really a mess. But it's things that I have to do. You know, again, my 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 vulnerability is is my strength. Just yeah. being able to let it out. Yeah. <laughs> I like people to understand you can be a mess and a masterpiece. Right. Like you can be both a mess and That's a right. masterpiece. I'm gonna write that down. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Elgin, we we always end our our shows with giving our guests the last word. So, is there anything that you wish we had asked that we did not ask, or anything that you would like to share? With our listeners, um, at, at the end, at the end of the day, we 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 have a population of students uh, that want to do better, uh, that are making the efforts and, and are doing the things that are necessarily to walk this walk and run this race, and so we we understand that. It, Others may not understand because we have others that come from backgrounds where they just don't know how could that have happened to you? Why did you make those mistakes? Uh, just want to be able to just have that second chance. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for coming through and thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, invitation. I also want to give a shout out uh, to our president also, who I thank also for allowing this to continue to grow. Uh, along with you, Dr. Rogers and Dr. Kraft. For more Let's Talk UNLV, be sure to follow us on social media where you can get the latest updates on the show plus great behind-the-scenes content. We're on Facebook at Let's Talk UNLV Podcast, Twitter at Let's Talk UNLV, and Instagram at Let's Talk UNLV Podcast.